Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Oh, my hand's going all over the place when I'm talking today. And, it, and our first story comes from a throwaway account that was titled, My late husband had a son he never told me about. Now my daughter wants to know her brother. And before we do get into this story, I do want to give you some warnings that contains talk of death, bullying, childhood trauma, child neglect, and child abandonment. So if you do want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. Timestamps are always down in the description and along the timeline below. Thank you. My life was turned upside down last month when I was informed of my husband's death in a work-related accident. This would, of course, be hard enough to cope with, but shortly after, before the funeral, a young man came to my house claiming to be my late husband's son. My husband didn't speak a word about him to me. He claimed to have not known about me or either of my daughters, 12 and 8, until he was notified by my husband's death and found the obituary in the online version of our local paper. The young man was 18 and must have been born before I met my husband. He also claimed his own mother died years ago and was never to his memory in a relationship with my husband. So the boy's existence is not proof of infidelity on my husband's part, However, I still feel just as betrayed. My husband never breathed a word of him to me. This boy lives in the UK where my husband sometimes worked. I lived in the US and he traveled a lot in his line of work and I can't help but wonder how many other secret children did he have? How many times did my husband visit this boy and never told me about it? What else was he not telling me? This boy had pictures with himself and my husband at various ages. He says he was brought up at a boarding school and my husband visited him sometimes. Though I very much want to, have no reason to doubt his story. The boy asked to come to the funeral. I want to say no, but I feel like I have no right. My kids see me talking to this stranger and poke their heads in asking what's going on. Before I can stop him, the boy introduces himself to them as their half-brother. Now... Not only do I have to figure out how to cope with all this information myself, but I also have to find some way to explain it to my children. My eight-year-old doesn't seem to get the full implications of her father keeping this kind of secret from us all, but my 12-year-old is clearly upset, although she won't talk about it with me. At the funeral, the boy kind of lurked in the corner, but when lunch was served afterwards, he approached both of my girls and was playing games like tag with my eight-year-old and some of her friends who joined in. I didn't think this was appropriate and when I told him so, he apologized and said he did it to raise her spirits. That's what people did for him when his mother died to cheer him up. Something about his answer irked me and I got the impression he was trying to manipulate me into feeling sorry for him and using my children to do it. My mum and my sister came over to help me after I got the news about my husband. Of course, I talked to them about what was going on and they were shocked. My mum brought up the point that the boy might be after money. All of our important assets were in both of our names and I'm the only beneficiary of his life insurance policy. But I was not sure what could happen if he tried to sue. I asked the boy frankly if money is what he was after and he said, no, 
I couldn't take any of your money. You have kids to take care of. It hurt me the way he said that as though I was offering money and he was trying to show how good he was by turning it down. It felt as though he expected me to give it to him anyway. I asked the boy what he wanted and he said he wanted to get to know my children because they are his sisters. In my opinion, they might be his sisters, but he's a stranger to them regardless of biological relation. Apparently, at the funeral, he told my eight-year-old he was going to ask me if he could take my girls to the aquarium, and so that got her hopes up about it before I could even make a decision. I said yes, only if my mum or sister went with them because I wasn't about to let my girls go with a strange man no matter what. Over the next week, he also took my girls to the park, ice cream place in the lake with my sister as a chaperone every time. I agreed to this and it was helpful because it gave me a chance to break down and cry to my mum without the girls around. When he left and my eight-year-old hugged him and told him not to go and he said, I promise I'll come visit again, I stepped in and said, no, I think it'd be best if you didn't come back here. He looked hurt and my eight-year-old cried but I was sick of him promising things without getting approval. She thinks it's a cool mystery like from a TV show that she had a secret brother and she doesn't realize how disturbing it is that her father hid his existence. My sister asked me later why I told him not to come back and I told her I think the whole thing is weird. I don't know this boy or his real intentions. He could be some kind of weirdo trying to get my girls alone. My sister says I judged without ever getting to know him. He seems like a very sweet young man. He grew up mostly without a family he could have been jealous that my girls got all his father's attention but instead he wanted to connect with them my opinion is that even if those are his intentions and he's totally innocent i still don't want him around my home or my girls to me he is just proof that my husband lied to me for years and it makes me sick to look at him my girls don't need this drama either even my eight-year-old is going to be traumatized once she is old enough to realize how much her dad was hiding me and my girls don't owe him anything My sis says that I don't have to want him in my life, but I don't have the right to deny the girls their brother. She pointed out social workers do everything they can to avoid separating siblings because of the trauma. I said it's not the same thing because my girls have only known this brother for a week. My sister said it's also important because my girl's brother is the only person they know of their culture. My husband was like one-eighth Hawaiian, the rest white and Asian. And so the girls and their brother are like one-sixteenth and the boy appears to be white, and my daughters and I are black. But the boy was raised in the UK, and he isn't part of Hawaiian culture, and honestly, I think culture is something natural and not something to force because of your genetics. My girls don't live in Hawaii. They live in Oregon. So that is their culture, not black culture or Hawaiian culture. I don't force myself or my girls to participate in African culture just because of our genetics. I thought my eight-year-old would get over her brother, and she did go several weeks without asking about him. But yesterday, she asked about him again. I feel bad about ever allowing him to go anywhere together and bond. I wish I'd handled the whole thing differently, and now I don't know how to explain the situation to my kids. My 12-year-old hasn't asked about her brother, but she has been extremely closed off since her father's death. And I don't know how this issue might be complicating what she's feeling. I just need outside opinions to know what to do about this. Now, of course... I don't think OP's the arsehole for wanting to protect their children, for being worried that a stranger has stepped into their life and, you know, is and saying, I'll take you to places and all this kind of thing. I can understand why you'd be worried about that. But another part of me is absolutely heartbroken for this boy at the same time. He has no family now. When he found out that 
Those sisters are all he has left. I can't imagine what he must have felt in that moment. And then I wonder about as the kids get older, are they going to start asking about this brother? And what will they say when you said you've turned him away? That could cause some resentment as well. Once they start to understand the situation and what happened with your husband and the husband hiding him from your side of the family, etc. And of course, there could be some wild twist that's going to come up and completely throw this story out as, you know, Reddit sometimes does. It sounds like a nice guy who's trying to get to know his sisters and as he's had no family in the past, which again, I know is not easy for OP. They're grieving. There's a lot going on here. So to have a new person come into your life with all this backstory as well is gonna totally throw you out. I get it. And I get that he's overstepping some boundaries, etc. And I just kind of think, is there a way to talk to this guy introduce him in a healthy way maybe set up these boundaries maybe get your children into therapy with you and and talk about what's been going on find out their thoughts and feelings on the matter i know they're young but you know they still have their thoughts and feelings but there was a few comments calling opie an a-hole saying you know she needed to allow her daughters to see their brother and some people saying why haven't you got a dna test on this and opie said i thought about maybe asking the boy about a dna test but i don't know what it would achieve I don't want him in my life or my daughter's life either way. And even if the DNA test came back negative, it would only raise more questions. I don't know if it would open up any legal troubles where now I owe the boy money from my husband's estate if it comes up positive. There was a comment going down a different line thinking about he might be lying and trying to scam OP, which said, I'm going with not the arsehole. Call me a skeptic, but get a DNA test first. Something about this entire situation sounds fishy wouldn't even have let my kids hang out with him. The way he phrases his answers does sound manipulative. What people did for him when his mum died. He didn't need to convey this information to you during your husband's funeral, but he did. The way he phrases it sounds like he's trying to make you feel bad or trying to establish boundaries. And yes, it sounds like he's trying to guilt trip and gaslight you, making you feel like you are crazy and paranoid. Further, he didn't outright reject your money. He phrased it yet again in a way that he's fishing for a longer haul. He could have easily said, no, I don't want your money. But instead, he said, no, I couldn't take any of your money. See the difference? And the moment you let him into your and your kids' lives, he's been persistently around. Offering to take your kids out without you or any adults being present indicates a possibility he's manipulating your young child to get what he wants. The appropriate approach would have been to ask you, as the parent is fine with him taking your kids out. He has now heavily inserted himself in you and your kids' lives all through your children. You need to start asking questions. Alarm bells are ringing in my head. Opie did reply to those posts and talking about it being a scam and said, by the comments alerting me to how this might be a scam attempt to have opened my eyes. I didn't want to introduce this stranger to my kids, but when he showed up to deliver such shocking news, my children came in and asked what was going on. He introduced himself before I think about how to tell my children. He asked if he could show up to the funeral and I felt like I couldn't say no to that then used it as an in with my children. He offered to them behind my back to take them somewhere, so then I felt like I would be the bad guy if I said no. It rubbed me the wrong way, but I brushed it off. I was in a vulnerable state, not thinking clearly, and he took advantage of that. I should have trusted in my instinct from the beginning. The idea that there could be scammers that prey on grieving families is just horrible, and I had no idea of such a thing. I've contacted my lawyer to figure out how to establish if there is any truth in his story, what my legal obligations are to the boy. I'm going to have a long talk with my sister to see if during their outings 
He had done any kind of prying that might have led him learning information about my family that he could use somehow. I'm already in the process of getting therapy for my children and myself. Edit 2. People have been saying a lot of nasty things about me and I don't think I'm going to get much more productive input on this. So this is going to be my last post on the topic. It's not. I considered taking the post down but I decided to leave it up so people can be aware that scammers operate like this. That they can be so good at what they do that even hundreds of third party outsiders will take the scam aside. In hindsight I can't believe I didn't see it and I cannot believe I let such a person step foot into my home or even speak to my children. Apparently the goal was not to ask for money right away. It was to get close to me and my children and ask me for money later for a fake emergency. Other commenters elaborated on how it works. If my daughter asks me about her brother again, I'll have to tell her she was tricked. I don't want to do that to her unless I'm completely sure. So I most likely will be asking the boy for a DNA test, birth certificate, etc. However, not until I have the chance to speak to a lawyer. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Just over a month later, OPO dates and says, I was wrong and I was the arsehole. My husband's son. I wasn't trying to demean him by calling him the boy, I was avoiding using names, I was telling the truth. My husband's name wasn't on his birth certificate but the DNA test did show he was related to my kids. He also had more photos, cards and voicemails, tons of evidence to prove that my husband did keep regular contact with him. Apparently the son's grandparents were his legal guardians. My husband occasionally gave them cash as under the table child support. I did notice that husband sometimes made large withdrawals when he went overseas. He said it was because shops there don't take his card. I wanted to believe it was a scam because I thought it made more sense than husband having lied. Talking to my husband's son a bit more revealed he'd been lying to him too. Apparently he told him he was a cowboy and a pro football player. Then when son googled him he switched to saying he was a gangster who had done prison time. Needless to say, none of that is remotely true. I can't fathom what could possess him to behave this way. Lying to me lying to his kid, not raising his kid. I'm questioning everything husband ever told me and I'm wondering if it was me who died, would he have abandoned our kids as well? I feel horrible for that boy. I'm in therapy and working on ways to cope and forgive husband for my own peace of mind. Just help me work out why I reacted to my husband's son the way I did. I thought he was manipulating me and my kids but what I actually sensed was that he wanted something from me and my kids. I felt like me and my daughters were not in a place to give anything emotional or financially. So I recoiled from him, but that doesn't mean he's a threat. My kids went to a therapy as well. 12-year-old has weekly sessions, however my 8-year-old 
hated it, so I've pulled her out for now. Many people have shared their own stories of being separated from bio relations and the effect it had on them. I don't understand it because genes don't mean that much to me. However, I don't have to understand to respect it. I personally don't feel like I'm in a place to have any kind of relationship with my husband's son. I don't think he wants one with me. He now appears scared of me, which I do feel bad about. I wasn't trying to hurt him or scare him, but I will allow him to visit sometime if my girls want to see him. Sis agreed to continue to supervise. As far as money goes, the lawyer advised me that there aren't many assets that son is entitled to because they were in both my and my husband's name, except for a few investment accounts that were only in my husband's name. Thankfully, not where the majority of our savings are. I know people think I'm an evil witch for caring about money, but I need it to feed, clothe, and educate my own children. Opie continued their posts in Step Parents and says, I don't feel like I really count as a step parent. I don't know if I'm in the right place for this. When I went to other subs for advice, it felt like an angry mob. I'm hoping people here might be able to relate to some of the things I'm going through. I didn't know my husband had a son until after I became a widow. His son is 18 and lives in the UK where my husband regularly visited him without telling me. My husband apparently kept our family, myself and my two daughters, 13 and 18, a secret from his son as well. The son found out about us after my husband died and showed up at my door to introduce himself. I didn't handle it well at the time. I was in a fog and not prepared to process anything, let alone the fact that my husband had been hiding a secret of such magnitude from me. I let him get close to my daughters, but when he said he would come back to visit, I reacted negatively and told him not to come back. After talking things through with my mother and sister, I realized that I didn't have the right to keep my daughters from their brother if they wanted a relationship with him. I reached out to the boy to confirm his story and decide on a time to visit. It was supposed to be late next month. My sister was supposed to come out and help me and supervise all interactions between my children and their brother because I am not mentally prepared to be around him and I'm not sure I ever will be. Even though I know my feelings are irrational, I honestly want nothing to do with this boy. I know my husband's behavior is not his fault and that he is a victim too. Even just looking at his face is a reminder that my husband lied to me for our entire relationship. If I had known he had a child, I might have chosen a different life. I got pregnant in college with my oldest. He was older with a stable job and able to provide for me and my child. He made all these promises. He'd take care of me. He'd take care of our baby. He'd help me get through college. He'd help be the good father he never had. And he already had a child he wasn't raising. God. If I had known that, I might have had an abortion and walked away. I fell in love with him when he said those things and now I feel like the person I fell in love with never even existed. I don't know if he ever loved me or our kids. I don't know if he was playing a game with us or using us to build an image. I don't know if he was faithful to me on all those overseas trips. I can't trust anything he ever told me anymore. None of this is his son's fault. He's innocent. I know that, but even remembering his existence brings up so many feelings I can't deal with. Which is why my sister said she would help supervise. She played chaperone when my husband's son was getting to know my kids. Eventually, she said she'd be willing to do it again. We picked a time and she said she'd be there. Today, she tells me she can't do it. Her job is understaffed and she can't get the time off work. My mum can't do it either. She has a surgery coming up and won't be able to travel. My dad will also need to be home to take care of her. I'm not going to leave my kids alone with their brother, what my sister suggested. Since he is frankly still a stranger to me and to them, there might be a 99% chance he has pure intentions, but that 1% chance isn't one I'm willing to take. There are all kinds of stories out there about children being abused by trusted family members. 
My only options are to cancel the visit, which my kids, especially my eight-year-old, is looking forward to. I don't want to take away one of the few things they've been able to feel happily about since my husband died, or be chaperone myself. This will also mean I need to take time off work. I can manage, but it's not ideal. I don't think I can do it. I didn't choose to be a stepmother. I'm sure the boy doesn't really want me as one either. I apparently scared him when I told him not to come back, and when we talked on Zoom. Since then, he acted nervous and flinchy, like he was afraid I was about to hit him or something. I feel bad about that as it wasn't my intention. I don't think I can do this. I feel like the meeting is a disaster waiting to happen. Like it's only a matter of time before I lose my temper and ruin the meeting that my kids have been looking forward to. I just have this feeling of dread. I don't know if anyone can help. Maybe it's a long shot. I have therapy on Tuesday and I hope it'll help me sort things out. I just feel like I can't do this. It's humiliating to even share this problem with anyone. And even if I try to talk things out with one of the few people I do trust, it's always think about your kids. Think about your husband's son. Put yourself in their shoes. People even show more sympathy for my husband than me. Maybe it was a coping mechanism for his childhood trauma. Maybe he had a good reason. I'm just burnt out on putting everyone else first and trying to fill the role of both parents for my kids right now. I feel like it's only so long before I snap and the rope just got a lot thinner. Edit. Thank you for your kind words and advice. When I posted, I was thrown for the loop and on the verge of a mental breakdown. I haven't had time to sleep on it. I feel things are going to turn out okay. I'll look into some of the suggestions such as professional nanny and babysitting services to go along with them. My sister has also said she may be able to work remotely during those weeks and be able to supervise while the kids hang out in this hotel room, McDonald's, library or somewhere else she can work while watching. Not ideal because it means they would have to cancel some planned activities. Cancelling or postponing the trip would be a last resort. I won't make any decision rashly. I'm going to take a few days to think about things, talk it out with my therapist on Thursday and have a definite answer by Monday. It might not be possible for me to supervise. At first I panicked because I didn't think I would have to and felt unprepared, but I might be able to psych myself up for it in time. I've been through worse trials than this. Sometimes I just need to remind myself that I'm stronger than I feel. I appreciate the kindness and civility from this community. I wasn't sure if my post belonged here, but you all seem more understanding than other subs and I truly appreciate it. And we do have another update in a moment as well. I do want to say I get where OP is coming from, that they, you know, they're dealing with so many different things going on. You're still dealing with grief. You're still dealing with your husband who pretty much had a second life. Like OP said, if OP disappeared, would he have abandoned their children? And, you know, their whole life could have been a lie. So I understand that OP is like, who knows what you're thinking in that in that particular situation you've got that going on the husband died as well you're trying to deal with two children that are dealing with all this themselves and then a son you didn't know about comes into your life of course that's going to absolutely mess you up and then you need to think about how to navigate that situation like i said of course i absolutely feel for the son but op added another update and says i don't think i'm going to post in this community anymore because i don't really count as a step parent but i got some kind words from people here previously I just want to say thank you all for being kind to me and presenting me with solutions when I was overwhelmed and panicking. I'll let you all know how the visit went. He stayed for about one and a half weeks. Before he came over, we talked a few times on Zoom with me, him and his grandparents. I told him my sister was not going to be able to supervise and I was frank about how apprehensive I was feeling about being the one to supervise. I don't think he was thrilled about me supervising either. He knew and felt comfortable with my sister, not me. So the feeling was mutual but we decided to go ahead with a visit anyway. 
made a few changes in what they had previously planned when my sister was going to supervise, but not many. We also discussed contingency plans for if something went wrong and one of us needed space. Just knowing that I would have that and out if needed was a huge relief and helped immensely. Overall, things went relatively well. He and I were civil. I got uncomfortable, but not to the point where I couldn't cope. He and my girls got along well, with the exception of one incident when my girls got into a spat with each other and he tried to intervene, which made them both mad at him. But it was quickly resolved after each girl had their time stewing about it. I will say he was good with both of my girls, but especially my eight-year-old, who's been having a very difficult time lately, even before her father died. He'd been struggling a lot with school and trying to find the right treatment for multiple diagnoses. She's been acting out and very easily frustrated for a lot of the adults in her life, including me, I admit. I love her and I do my best, but she is difficult sometimes. But with her brother, it's like they are kindred spirits or something. It was a proper real trooper acting out scenes from the movie Encanto with her over and over. I realize it is probably really good for her to have an adult in her life who doesn't want anything from her except to spend time with her. Before the boy left, I gave him a thank you card expressing this to him and that I genuinely do hope he chooses to stay involved. Overall, it was a positive thing. I'm glad we went ahead with a visit and thank you again to those of you who left supportive comments. It was a much better experience posting here than when I tried to seek advice in other subs. Oh God, that set me off. Hope he added one more comment which says, things are more or less the same, but I'm learning to live with it better and better each day. I got my nine-year-old daughter into equestrian therapy, which she enjoys. We have made a point to not call it therapy. It probably is good for her, but it hasn't made a noticeable difference in how she seems to be behaving or coping. She's still at her old school, but I've made the decision that if a spot opens in the charter school, she'd definitely be switching. My 14-year-old is bouncing back a little better and enjoying her first year of high school so far. The high school is large with lots of options for extracurriculars and such that are very little cost, which I think is good for her since she was previously involved in a lot. We had to cut back due to financial constraints after my husband died. My husband's son came for another visit last month. It didn't go as well. He brought his girlfriend. She was polite but not very interested in my girls. I think my nine-year-old was a bit jealous that she had to share her brother's attention with the girlfriend and was a bit mopey and prone to mini meltdowns during that time. That wasn't the most fun time ever for anyone, unfortunately. My husband's son and his girlfriend are invited to Thanksgiving at my parents' house. We'll see how that goes. I at least feel more accepting of him being around now. Last year it was hard even to look at him. I know none of this is his fault, but it was hard to see him as his own person and not just a reminder that my husband lied. And this year, I felt a little better. I don't know, and I'm just trying to accept that I never will know why my husband lied to me or how much he lied about. The best I can figure is that it was some kind of coping mechanism that he developed growing up in foster care to keep all his different families separate from each other, if that makes sense. He didn't keep in touch with anyone he grew up with not former foster family, but also not even friends from back then. Nor did he ever talk about them. He told me very general vague details about how it was a horrible situation, but very few specifics. I always thought it was odd, but wanted to respect that his past is painful for him and wished he could tell me more, but didn't want to pry. I don't and will never know, but I have a hunch that it all ties together for him. He just has a compulsion to keep different parts of his life separate. It's the best reason I could come up with after agonizing over it for so long anyway. And I'm super glad to see things are moving in the right direction. I know there's a lot going on in one story, but it sounds like it's moving in the right direction for this family. And I really do hope that it continues to do so. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? 
if you do love a reddit story why not consider hitting that like subscribe maybe that notification bell too and i will see you in the next one take care and much love Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.